Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization focus on their next level. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Melanie Montgomery. Melanie, you just went on a fun little trip. How was it? It was so great. Very much needed relaxation. (laughs) It looked like you were having the time of your life. I was. (laughs) I love that. Well, today we are going to have a really great discussion on a really important subject that we actually got from our Facebook post asking people to send us in questions. And basically the subject is around boundaries and we kind of hit and miss and we kind of flirt with the subject here and there, but we're very passionate about boundaries and the importance they are of being successful, reaching your goals, and living by your values. So, Melanie, why don't you read the question to us and give us a little background on it? Yeah. So, the question is How can I set healthy work boundaries and communicate these boundaries to help aid in my personal growth and professional development while being respectful of my current position and coworkers? Yeah. So, What I think the most powerful thing about boundaries is, is that you are constantly training people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. I love that concept. We are training people how to interact with us, training them what we tolerate, training them what we want, what we like, what we don't like. And boundaries are a way to really help, uh, I say, take that training to the next level. What would you say about that, Melanie? Yeah, definitely. I think that when we set boundaries, we're really helping other people, like you said, know how we want to be treated and also just knowing what we like and what we don't like. I think that a lot of times we assume that other people like and don't like what we like and don't like and we treat them accordingly. And that's not the case. And so when we can say, hey, I want this or I don't want that and set healthy boundaries It just helps people understand us better where they may have just assumed that we were like them and treated us in that way. Yeah, I studied under two psychologists, uh, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, and went to a leadership intensive in my 30s. And I remember this line that they gave us that we are responsible to others and for ourselves. And that is included in our in our responsibilities for our feelings, our attitudes and behaviors, for our health, even these different pieces. And um, that there's like this distinction that we have to always keep in mind that a boundary isn't for someone else. A boundary is what I am going to allow and what I am going to do and what I'm going to do. It has not you don't have to do anything about that. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to do. And We always think about boundaries. We don't want to have a brick wall. Boundaries are to have fences and to have gates, but they are very well maintained by us. So I think that's important. I know, Melanie, you've been really very intentional about your boundary work, and I know that you have benefited greatly from that. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I've really been focusing on that as a personal growth opportunity, both in my personal life and my professional life. One day I realized that I had zero boundaries. Um, and this <laughs> it was terrible. The, and I was getting really frustrated and overwhelmed because people were constantly calling me at all hours of the day. They were knocking on my office door when it was closed, even though I was trying to take a moment to myself. You know, they were doing all of these things and I was getting frustrated. And then I started to realize that I created that situation by allowing them to do it. 
And so I realized that in order for me to really fix that issue of frustration being overwhelmed, that I needed to then start setting healthy boundaries, creating those spaces where, you know, if it's after hours and it's not an emergency, you know, talk to me about it tomorrow versus telling people you can call me at any hour of the night, which is true. It was true if it was an emergency, but it really didn't need to happen. And so once I started doing that in the professional setting, it really helped me to do that in the personal setting a little bit more. Mm, Um, That's good. Yeah. To be able to just say, hey, I need some space. And this was right after we reopened after COVID and I was working crazy hours. And then the little time that I did have off, it was just constant bombarding. And so I started to realize that I created this situation and now I need to fix it and teach my team how to fix it too, because they also didn't have boundaries and I wasn't necessarily helping model good behavior in that way. Yeah, I've been guilty of that as well. It's one of these things like, I think I'm a boundary pusher and don't even know it, you know? So I need people just to tell me, hey, that's enough. I, you know, my energy's over because I have a lot of energy and I'm ready to go and go and do and do. And, and so it it's been good for me to listen to like, oh, okay, I think that person is sending me a subliminal boundary, but it's even more powerful when someone lets me know, hey, please don't call me after hours unless it's emergency. I'm like, great, noted, and I want a relationship with you. So guess what? I'm going to honor that boundary. And I think that's a key. I know when we work with, we have a class called Life 301, and one of the things we talk about is setting your values. And you know, one of the exercises is coming up with your core values. And we talked about this a couple episodes back when we talked about unmet needs or what get in the way of having your values. So once those values are determined, you have like these top five values, you got to protect them. And I think the first step in setting boundaries is really knowing what your, what your values are. So you know what you're protecting and why. And the second thing is you got to have good standards. So I love this distinction between standards and boundaries. So a standard is what you allow of yourself. A boundary is what you allow of others, right? So, so for example, if my value is health, right? My standard is, uh, this is exactly what, this is what I'm going to allow of myself. I am not a smoker, right? My boundary is I don't allow people to smoke in my home or in my car. Now, what's weird is when I don't allow people to smoke in my home or my car, but I'm a smoker, right? So we <laughs> we have to have some integrity of our standards and our boundaries so that we, uh, other people can really understand. Because we do want to, I believe, live an other-centered life, but we have to make sure that that's from a place of integrity, that we have so much self-care And we're so taken care of in our inner being that that's an overflow of being in in an other-centered life. Yeah, I think that it's really important to know where you need to set your boundaries and start to dig in. Before I recognized that I needed boundaries, I didn't really know what I needed to protect. I didn't really know what I needed. I had a really interesting conversation. I was at a leadership development training. And there was a speaker that said, when you are a leader and you're constantly going above and beyond doing extra, doing things that you really shouldn't work, overworking, essentially, what you're doing is you're teaching your team to do the same thing. Yeah. And that that's the expectation and that's the standard. And I started looking at boundaries a little bit differently because 
originally I was thinking, well, I can work all the time. That's fine. My team needs me. Um, I'm willing to give up this time and energy to support my team. But what I wasn't taking into consideration was that other people were watching me and then doing the same. And so while I was able to like excuse my own behavior, knowing I was overworking myself, I wasn't able to overlook the fact that I was setting that expectation for the team. Mm. That is so good. That was kind of that doorway I think I had to walk through because before I was like, I'm not going to set these boundaries because I want to support my team. So that kind of was the catalyst to say, no, you actually do need to do this because you're creating unhealthy behavior within your organization. And so then I started really digging into it. And once I took that one step of I'm going to set this boundary, it felt so good. I felt so relieved. And I was able to take that back for myself and have that time or have that space. And then I just realized that there were so many other aspects of my life that needed that same fence, as you will. (laughs) And I think people appreciate it. You know, because we got to let good, I mean, boundaries are to let good things in right through that gate Mm -hmm. and keep bad things out. And if we don't define what is good and what we want in our life, what is good for me, like you were saying, we don't know what to keep out or let in. And it becomes very confusing. I love knowing people's boundaries. You know, like my husband, he has to have a cup of coffee. That is the boundary. And that is a standard. And so I have to live by that. And I love living by it. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's important. And so we do it, right? Mm -hmm. I think the interesting part is how do we know when to set a boundary? So if we go back to the question, you want to read the question one more time now that we've set the stage a little bit about our philosophy on boundaries. Yeah, it says, how can I set healthy work boundaries and communicate these boundaries to help aid in my personal growth and professional development while being respectful of my current position and coworkers? Yeah, so... I think that's what we what we're talking about is communicating your values. Like my family means so much to me. I would even ask the person, well, why do you need personal boundaries? Why do you need work boundaries? Really getting into that why, which is always going to, it's going to come back to your values. Like what is so important to you? And once you really express what's important to you, the world will come together. For example, I have an incredible employee here at the bowling alley, right? She's amazing. And she rodeos. And so she has to be gone a lot. And I love it. Like she can have whatever days off she wants. Now, if someone just wants to go up to the lake for the day, which I want to go up to the lake. Okay, well, that's fine. And But how many of these are we going to have? It's very confusing. I don't know. That becomes harder. I have to have harder conversations. When I know someone's why, I know what they're here for. And then she's a hard worker anytime. She can have all sorts of freedom at work and set all sorts of boundaries because there's such a powerful why. What do you have to in, in response to that, Melanie, of answering this wonderful question. Yeah, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think digging into your why is really important and really understanding why you need the boundaries. In my opinion, sharing the why with other people, especially in a professional setting, shouldn't always be required because sometimes that's more personal, especially when it comes to like consistency of treating our team. I think just being careful with we want to share the why and I think that's important to connect but also not giving someone more freedom because we resonate more with their why. Yeah I I don't know I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if she's feeling like this person is talking doesn't have good boundaries Mm -hmm. then this gal like rodeo gal she's like well I can work these days but I can't work these days. Mm -hmm. This other person has agreed to work those days. Mm -hmm. So if they just want to take off that's fine. 
but then they should not work on Saturdays, in my opinion, you know, and so I'm fine with it, but I just need to know the boundary, the bat, that's a boundary that can be set for me. And you're right. I'm, I'm learning more and more about that favoritism. So I, I think those are incredible lessons. I do think if you're going to communicate with someone you want a relationship with, if I'm just going to work for someone and I don't care what they think about me, then, then that's fine. And that maybe it's just a difference. I don't know. What do you think, Melanie? Yeah, I think that describing the why and our value behind that can be important. In my experience throughout my career, I always felt the need to give someone an excuse for me saying no. Maybe excuse isn't the right word, but reason. Mm -hmm. So if someone is saying like, oh, hey, can you work on your day off? I never felt comfortable to just say no. I had to feel like I had to explain my why. And I don't Uh, think that that's necessarily the right way to go about it because I should be able to say no and set a boundary without having to explain to someone why. Like people don't necessarily have to know why I have the boundary, but that I have the boundary. And relationship building comes in a little bit differently because yes, then I can say, well, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, but it shouldn't be like a prerequisite of someone accepting or following my boundary. I did that a lot with my career because I was the youngest one. I kind of didn't really fit with the rest of my team. And I always feel like I had to work harder to get respect and to have people appreciate what I was doing. And so while everyone else was comfortable just saying, no, I'm not going to do that or I can't do that. I was over here trying to explain myself all the time. And when we're trying to do that, it just makes us feel like I have to have a reason to say no versus I can just say no. And so those different boundaries, you know, requests versus boundaries and, all you know, there's so much complexity there. But if I say I am not going to work between 10 o'clock at night and seven o'clock in the morning. That's right. I shouldn't have to say, okay, here's why. I can share that information, but really just saying, what is that boundary and how do I set that clearly? And then how do I help people reinforce that? What I've seen with myself and other women, like we feel like we can't just say, I'm not right, 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 right. Well, I think this is awesome. And I love it when we have differing views that we can come into an understanding. So I say we pick up this for part two. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think there's so much to unpack. Oh, I love it. And well, maybe we can get some more questions and go a little deeper because this is the kind of magic that comes alive when we're trying to work out humans, Mm -hmm. humans and the generations and what's going on in the world. And like you said, there's complexities to this, you know, and I love uncovering them so much with you, Melanie. Makes me so happy. Yes. So as we land this plane, I think that what we want people to hear is that boundaries are essential, essential. How you set them, there can be some different ways to go about it. What would you say, Melanie? Yeah, definitely. And I think really understanding yourself and your needs and then being able to communicate that is so important to create a healthy environment for yourself to live and work in. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, everyone. Well, you can catch us at shondellgroup.com. We love your questions and we're putting a lot of content out there in social at LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And we do, we love it so much. So we would love to hear your questions and answer them more, especially around the subject about boundaries. So everybody, thank you so much. Have a great day and be the best you can be today. Bye-bye.